0: Actually, I'm going to start again, because that was shit. <laughs> I, I was about to chime in, you doing great, sweetie. Hello and welcome to what is episode 113 of the Startcast, uh, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm Matthew, your host for tonight. Uh, I am joined by uh, my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello and Meddy, hello everybody now uh you two brodie and medi uh have just come back from the massive gaming convention in europe for what is known as gamescom uh now medi it's not your first time uh but uh how was it for you this year
1: um it was very busy let's keep that at that like in the past few years gamescom keeps getting more insane every year and like they showed some awesome stuff but you really do get the feeling that the event is growing it gets bigger every year and especially this year on the show floor it was amazing and terrifying to see the scale of the entire thing
0: sounds like absolute chaos i'm not sure Um, whether I could handle it or not. Uh, And Brody, uh, your first time on a press start event that's, uh, you know, not in Victoria and uh, your first time for an event
2: overseas. Uh, How did you find it? Yeah, much the same. Um, It was super, super chaotic. Like there was so many people there. I think I read uh, in an email the other day that uh, the event over the course of the the time it was on had over like 360,000 people or something like that and it broke its like previous record so it is just growing and it's just getting bigger but it's it's super well run though it's like really really efficient
0: oh that's yeah that's that's really good and uh, a lot of the guys are jealous because uh for the first time you two got to meet in person we've only like really ever heard your your (laughs) sweet sweet voice medi over the over the
2: airwaves so you know how how was that like meeting each other in person uh, we um, we met each other once briefly on like the second day, I think, as we were sort of passing because we were both at EAR and he was on his way to Battlefront, I think. No, Battlefield. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, Battlefield, I was on my, yeah.
2: and I was on my way to Battlefront. And uh, yeah, we had a very brief passing. And then I think it was on the last day or the second last day, we got to a chat for about half an hour. But yeah, it was a, there's no proof of it. There's no pictures. So sorry to Jake. I know he was really, really wanting a selfie and all that sort of stuff, but I couldn't make it happen, um, but you know it was good. It was good to meet someone else from the team, especially someone from overseas. It's we're a very uh, diverse group at at Prestat. Yeah, well, hopefully
0: one day we can get Medi out here so he can experience the true Aussie hospitality. <laughs> so going It'll be a very nice flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to uh, Gamescom, uh, I believe that uh, you got to like you both got to play a fair bit at Gamescom. Like we we of course saw all the announcements of what's coming out or what was available but you know we didn't actually get to to you know get hands on um so i'll start with i'll start with you brody what was your what was your favorite uh game to get your hands on at uh, gamescom
2: uh i've i've already spoken like so much about it and i feel like i'm beating a dead horse at this point but um i'd probably have to say cuphead like man that game is just so so cool like it's so fun it looks so good uh just and like just getting to meet the team and like have them sit down and like talk to me about the process of having made it and like how they've mortgaged their homes and stuff to like put everything into it like i just really hope it does well and i I think it will it's so good
0: there any other uh games you uh you got to play that you're looking forward
2: to uh yeah uh the new colossus is going to be really really cool Um, obviously Wolfenstein I mean Um, I got to play about an hour of the evil within 2 as well and um, that is uh, that's one that was sort of sneaking under my radar because I didn't play the first one but it's made me actually want to go back and play the first one because it's quite up my alley to be honest and also uh, Transference which is a super cool you know the Elijah Wood VR game that Ubisoft are doing yep yep yeah that's a really really fun game too what uh, Very, uh yeah sorry
0: i was going to say well you know what uh, what's it all about for those who you know haven't kind of looked into it
2: um from what i could sort of gather like uh they sat us down and they played like a a video like from a doctor and it sort of felt like like a meta sort of technology test where we go through the game we go into the memories and psyche of a guy who's suffering from PTSD to try and get to the root of the problem of where his affliction began sort of thing so like find the trauma event and so you sort of go into his memory and then like uh the game has a really cool like time hopping uh, mechanic where if you hit a light switch you like go from the early 2000s or whenever the year is to like the early 90s and you've got to sort of solve puzzles between the timelines to obviously progress and get to the root of the problem but yeah it's, it's really cool uh, i've I scared the i got scared the shit out of me when i um went down in the basement in the demo for the first time because yeah you, there's a big jump scare there and it just yeah it got me i got laughed at it wasn't good but <laughs> really really fun that's it
0: no it sounds riveting sounds exciting how about yourself Medi? um you know you I, I know you were keen on a couple of games while you're there what was your standout from gamescom
1: um it's actually a game i also play last year like i got to um play a session of sea of thieves and i sat down with the with some of the team members uh ted timmons the design lead and the senior designer shelly preston from the C, from rare at sea of thieves shout out to them i know they are listening. and um yeah, just I, I'm a sucker for a good cooperative game. Like it's um, very hard for me to really find a co-op game that I really get invested in. Like with Destiny, I really don't really get the feeling. What with the division, division, I also didn't really get the feeling like that you're really being part of a team. And uh, we were on the show floor at the Microsoft stand, and uh, I was the captain of our team and they just gave us a map and they said, you know what, guys, you're gonna have to find treasure today, and you're going to have to figure out who's who, who's gonna do what. It was just a great experience, like, um, had someone in the map room downstairs, somebody manning the cannons, like, there was a lot of coordination between the players. Like, some of us didn't even speak English, so it was really hinting, like, Okay. Do you know what the word "cannon" means? <laughs> and yeah, was this um, I think it was this Chinese. I believe I was. He was Chinese and was really playing charade, Like, okay, cannon. Oh uh, yeah, shit. But really, it's a lot of fun. Like. They actually gave us uh, USBs with recordings, also our voice chats, because you really get immersed. Like everybody in the team, even though we didn't all speak the same language, we really could, could connect in that game. We really we knew what our role was, and it's just an um, incredibly fun game to play. I know that
0: um, a lot of the team have been looking forward to it. So uh, you know, I've I've been on the fence myself personally, but basically because like. I'm not a pirate game kind of person, but you know every every account that comes out, you know it it kind <clears> of <throat> sways me more towards you know looking into it. So um, yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds quite interesting. What else? Um, what else took your fancy while you while you were there?
1: Um, I think it would be uh, it, it's like fifty fifty. I'd have to say, fourth or battlefront, and like choosing between the two is really problematic for me like we had um with we, we the space battles in the battlefront at the ea um business center and that was not a lot of fun but i'd have to give the edge to forza like um i've seen a lot of racing games at Gamescom this year like i saw gran turismo sport i saw project cars but just seeing and playing those levels of Forza, it really impressed me. Like, it was running on a uh, 1x, uh, 4K, locked at 60 frames per second. And just the handling, the dynamic weather, just... Do, do, do you know when you play a game and you really have that wow feeling, like you just stop for a second and look at it and go, holy crap, like that's the reaction I had whilst playing Forza
0: that um yeah i I know what you mean like yeah there's there's been moments uh even even recently myself with like playing the the demos for project cars too i mean like it's it's probably not in the same sort of graphical vein but no I, yeah, i totally get what you mean it's um definitely something to look to look forward to um, speaking of games that are coming and, you know, games that we'll look forward to, it was recently announced that uh, South Park, the Fractured But Whole, will be completely uncensored in Australia. Ubisoft has confirmed that South Park, the Fractured But Whole, and you've got to be careful how you say that, uh, <laughs> has been given an R18 rating in Australia and will be completely uncut and uncensored. Now... Betty, I know that uh, for a fact that here in Australia, we tend to get a lot more censorship than, uh, you know, you guys over in Europe and stuff. So I don't know, you know, what you can really make of this. But uh,
1: y- did you play the first what, the first game? Um, I did. And it's, um, it's really interesting to see how censorship goes in different countries. Like in the Netherlands, overall, we don't really censor yeah anything like game wise it usually just goes out of the gate like if it's really mature like game like south park is just rated 18 like with the r18 rating you guys now have you're getting a bit closer to our system though i guess maybe the rating system in australia is still a little bit more strict when it comes to more extreme stuff which is Mm -hmm. why i'm actually surprised that South Park isn't getting censored like when you read the description of the of the rating you think okay it, i'm what actually was, impressed
2: what was the uh the description if you do you know i haven't actually seen it
1: um i have to look it up like there was um because i mean we had I the
2: r rating last time when the stick of truth came out i'm pretty sure but it's just because there was the um you know like the it was the alien probing scene yeah, like, it, I yeah, guess it's because yeah. it's, it's essentially rape, I guess. Like, they can't have depictions of that
1: That might game. have actually also been censored here. I'm not oh, sure. Really? I know that there was a big yeah, deal. But I think it was the new mini game. I think that was the standout in the description of the new one. Mm. But, I mean,
2: even even, like, the dudes who made The Stick of Truth, like, they even took that, like, the censorship of it and just ran with it and just made it so funny. Like the stick of truth is just like one of the funniest games I've ever played, so I'm really excited to uh, play the fractured butthole. Did you did you yourself play the first one, Brody? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. What did you so What did
0: you make of the uh this the whole censored scene? Because I know that there was a bit of an outrage um, amongst fans. You know, it was replaced by a screen with a koala or
2: something, just a yeah, you know, a little bit of fun to poke at us. So uh, yeah, you know. like a didgeridoo wailing in the background and stuff like that. No, I thought it was really funny and i i I looked up after the fact like what the censored scene was and i watched it and like i'm a pretty tame sort of guy so it didn't really bother me but i can i suppose i can see where people would be you know triggered by it or something like that but did
0: you did you think that uh what they censored was like vital like Like,
2: no 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 not at all because i know that a lot of a lot of people kind of felt uh you know the game didn't lose anything i don't think Yeah. you could still play it and still appreciate it for being a great game. I feel like there's been a lot of games that have got away with a lot worse. But, I mean, that's just the uh, the black, like the grey, obviously, area of, of censorship. We'll, we'll work it out eventually, but it's kind of like the... To use a bad analogy, it's like the, the match review penalty in AFL or something like that. <laughs> they, they get it right one week and then they're, you know, so far off at the next. So so we won't talk about that because no one cares about that. And, so.
0: and it also goes straight over Mehdi's head too, so.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no idea. yeah. <laughs>
0: So, going from games that, you know, we're looking forward to that are coming out, let's move on to a, a little bit more of a, a topic close to certain people's hearts. Uh, you know, games that are not releasing. Uh, in in recent bittersweet news, uh, Half-Life writer Mark Laidlaw has taken to his blog to nonchalantly post what is assumed to have been the plot to the next episode of the Gordon Freeman saga. So, of course, that's uh, potential Half-Life 3 uh, story details. Uh, the blog titled uh, Epistle 3 cleverly disguises yeah. the name of Half-Life franchises, but it doesn't take a lot to be read between the lines and soak up what would have been a grand re- resolution to one of gaming's biggest cliffhangers. Now, uh, for all of you li- listening out there and for you two on the cast, please do not crucify me, but I ha-
2: I have never played the uh the half-life games i could kind of tell because because um, i wrote that and i can even tell from you reading it that you had no idea <laughs> what you're <were> <laughs> um i yeah i i've always wanted to
0: uh i've never had the chance and because i was a big console gamer not a big pc gamer and you know the console releases were like few and far between i think there was like a little bit in the orange box uh that came out a while ago yeah. but i never really got to play it but uh, I, th- I think
2: the first half-life came out on ps2 and then um yeah yeah everything else came out on the orange Box. i kind of i kind of bypassed it all
0: but uh yeah like i i've always been interested to see how this has kind of you know come along and if anything's ever going to happen but uh, unfortunately i've never been the biggest fan so you <laughs> know it'd be interesting to see so brody you you wrote the yeah, you wrote the article, of course, and uh, yeah. I take it that you're a quite a, a big
2: Half-Life fan. How does how did this news kind of hit you? Um, well, you know, I, I was a Half-Life fan 10 years ago when Half-Life came out. Uh, well, Half-Life 2, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of been resigned to the fact for a while that I don't think we're going to get a Half-Life game. So to have this sort of, not confirmed, but I guess to have the writer of the series essentially put out what would have been the next game's plot and i guess bring bring a bit of closure to it for fans i mean it's it's sad but at least we got something i guess and like i'm just gutted because for anyone who read the plot uh, outline that he did like they were going to tie it into like portal 2 and everything like that and it was going to be so good like the plot is like really good it just goes balls out crazy like time travel shit and it's just yeah, I'm just sad it didn't get made. Medi, how about yourself? Um,
0: you know, is this is is the news pretty sort of heartbreaking for you as well, or you you someone who you know kind of didn't really have much of an interest in it?
1: Um, I've always been a big fan of the Half-Life franchise. Like, I've played every single release, but the whole thing is. I never expected another installment to come out, like whether it was Episode 3 or actually Half-Life 3. Like uh, It's just because Valve changed so inherently over the years that I, for one, never saw... That I'd never see them making another Half-Life game, and I could never see them making a game that would actually live up to the expectations that we have going to have. And I think that was very clear for Valve for a long time as well that no matter how good Half-Life 3 would be it would just get yeah pushed over because people have these grand expectations at this point and I've also read the plot outline and it's actually much better than I expected it to be like it ties up so many things very nicely and like Brody said the Portal 2 inclusion was actually a pretty nice touch. Mm. And... It's just such a cop-out though like to,
2: you know, use that as an excuse. Like if... it's, it's, It's quite clear that they didn't have a concern of expectation. Like they don't care about that part of their history anymore. Obviously. They're content making games like Artifact and you know... Dota and stuff like that, and supporting that, I think, and selling hats to people. I think like they just don't they don't care anymore. Th- there's such a so- small subset of their crew that probably still want to do Half Life, but they're just not getting the the chance to.
0: I think the biggest problem is, um, as Medi says, is like with the amount of time that's gone past and the expectation that you know a, a sequel will be coming out, um, that grows and really puts pressure on you know the studio to actually deliver uh you know a game that everyone's been wanting i mean if we have a look in you know games that have been on the back burner sort of like vaporware kind of stuff that has existed in the past you look at like duke nukem forever which severely underperformed because it was like a half cooked sort of release you know
2: it was it was yeah but that's also a game that was passed around between studios Like, this would would all be done by Valve. Yeah,
0: but, like, you also got, like, The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian was good, but it just wasn't, like, a lot of people kind of thought, wow, we waited this long for, you know, something like this. Um, Which had apparently been in development for, you know, for so long that, um,
2: you know, it was cancelled and then not cancelled and then cancelled. And, I mean, even even with, like... I still think it's a cop-out. I mean, there's plenty of games that were in development for, like, six, seven years. That's a long time. And they've come out and been good. Like, I think Alan Wake was in development for a long time and that was still a really good game. It's one of my favourite games. I think though that Half
0: Life carries a sort of gravity about it that no other game has really carried, you know, and people have wanted that particular sequel and I think that expectation really
2: sort of pushed them to the limit. It's a cop out. They don't want to do it. They
1: don't care about expectations
2: i this think it's also about mo-
1: monetization you know like um that's right what's you last can't for hats. Made, yeah what's the last time they made a single player game i think that was portal wasn't it portal 2, portal two. probably uh the the is with a game like team fortress or dota or what's Ar- artifact like you can keep a revenue streaming coming in from that and like from half-life 3 with which would be a very big investment budget wise like they can't give it a lifetime of inv- investments like they don't get a revenue stream for that for a long time and i think that's also wow. how valve has changed like if they don't see a long-term profit from something they're just not interested in producing it
2: yeah the only hope now for people that like half-life is for modders i guess to take the story and Recreate it, I guess, with the source engine or something like that. So I guess black
1: like team maybe. Yeah,
0: I guess you could say that uh, the future of Half-Life Three is fried, just as fried as. Uh, <laughs> oh no! The the recent news that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken has announced that it is using a virtual reality fried chicken cooking simulator in order to train staff. The KFC training game running on Oculus Rift portrays Colonel Sanders, and AI overlord, overlord, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be, who has trapped the player in a kitchen where they (laughs) must successfully inspect, rinse, bread, rack, and pressure fry chicken. Now, I've seen some pretty crazy uses of VR. uh, You know, some some good ones and some not so good ones. Uh, Medi... Is frying chicken something you'd really want to do in VR?
1: Um, terrible segue aside. Uh, I like how it um, goes out of the way to point out typos in our articles as well while he's doing it. Now, I um, I guess as a practical application, it would be maybe handy for job training, but I don't see how this is any more than a more specific job simulator. Yeah, exactly. I'd say like, it, ha- it has no it commercial
2: is. appeal. It it would be
1: in-house sort of for training, like
2: Meddy says. Yeah,
0: I don't know though. Like you yep. look at you look at it, and like it's it's Colonel Sanders is an over you know an evil overlord. Why why would they want yeah, to portray you know? their... Like it's 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 most likely more often you know a, a publicity stunt more than anything. Um, mm. But you know you wouldn't you wouldn't want to train. Yeah, like, I, I know a lot of things are being used to train people in things that, you know, previously had to be done physically. Like, even even sort of, like, racing simulators and stuff are being used to train people to become racing drivers. But this this seems like it's a blend between fantasy and reality, where you're trapped trying to cook
2: chicken and, and you have to... Yeah, because it's, it's an escape room, isn't it, essentially? Almo- almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. So i don't know i mean hey if product placement wants to come to the uh the vr scene and kfc want to put out free games to push their product um i'll play them why not well and then i'll go down and get a bucket how do you how do you do you think that you'd pass the chicken simulator test no i can't cook for shit i make myself grievously ill every time i make chicken every time (laughs) even fake chicken digital chicken you know gets you sick I'll get digital salmonella yeah okay
0: okay I think we've we've uh you know we've salted the chicken and speaking of salt with another bad oh segue
2: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ
2: <laughs> oh, I don't have the art of segue
0: like Ewan and Jake do Le- um, leave me we be no way uh Edge magazine uh, in a recent article has named Zelda Breath of the Wild as the greatest game of all time uh, every few years they update their greatest games of all time list which includes a hundred games the list can only include one game from an overall series uh, in the latest issue they've updated since the first time since 2015 uh, they've bumped out Dark Souls which is previously number one and uh, and put in breath of the wild ocarina of time sits in ninth place and grand theft auto 5 sits in third which was previously second um medi i'm not sure if you've played breath of the wild but uh how did how do you react to this kind of news
1: um i always have this weird thing with lists like it's obviously su- subjective or yeah, i think subjective is the word i'm looking for like what the best game is but like um a magazine or a website calling something the best game ever made like it sounds it sounds final like is there never gonna be another game coming out ever? Like I don't see the point in really mm, like in, yeah. in making a list like this. Like it's constantly every week there's a new game coming out. Like you'd have to update that list indefinitely and ultimately it's nothing more than a popularity contest when you think about it like breath of the wild being number one which i'm not saying it doesn't deserve the spot honestly i haven't played it but i've heard from a lot of people that's a very very great game but put six people next to each other and maybe they've all played breath of the wild but that doesn't have to come to the same conclusion and ultimately i think this list really doesn't say anything like I don't see the point.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's mm. a that's a fair point. I mean, like you know, it's it's um, sort of subjective to everyone's point of views. You know, everyone's <laughs> going to have a different point of view. Um, mm. Now, Brody, I know that you're you know you're teeming with enthusiasm on on speaking about this. What do you make <laughs> of you know the the list that they put out?
2: The list itself. Now, uh, I've had a flick through it. And let's ignore the fact that it said that you can only have one from each series and there's five Zelda games in the top 38. Let's uh just like there's a few games in here that I'm like yeah these are good games they're top 100 games there's some surprise ones like let's give a shout out to Hyper Light Drifter for making the top 100 I like that. But show me a universe where you know like where was it I just saw it and it upset me. Where is it? Mm-hmm. show me a universe where Kerbal Space Program is a better game than Majora's Mask and I'll show you a dark timeline because that is wrong um, is that the so, timeline
1: where we all have goatees or
2: yeah I think so and I mean like there's so many odd choices like Bloodborne and Dark Souls in the top 5 I mean come on
1: who that is this top 100 sure but
2: top 5 yeah, not, definitely and not Uncharted 4 in the top 20 when 2 is not on it at all it's just, you know, I just... I can't get behind it. But, I mean, Vanquish is on there. That's cool. But, like Medi um, said, it's so subjective, unless it's a list collated by the readers of the magazine, but I don't think it is, so...
0: I think their biggest issue is the fact that they call it the greatest games of all time, but they keep updating the lists. Yeah, I, I guess they mean greatest games of all time up until now. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's... It's it's a bit of a like it is a bit of a cop-out in that you know like you can't just say the greatest game of all time
2: but like until more games come out because then and i mean look cod 4 which revolutionized almost like the modern competitive shooter it's like at 82 it's languishing well i uh, you know which- like against their word are there any other cod titles on there or is it just the one? Oh no i wouldn't have thought so so because I, so. I mean they've already but there's, no, there's been- still warfare's on there yeah there's multiple <laughs> infinite warfare is actually number four because <laughs> i mean they've but, already broken their rules putting multiple zeldas on there so oh there's and then there's a shit ton of mario games as well don't worry about that you got mario galaxy 2 is eight you got mario 64 at 14 you got super mario world at 16. You got i guess mario they're kart. using that
1: stupid technicality where mario kart like that that mario and zelda are ips i think that's their reasoning but still in the way that they actually explain it, they don't really go into depth about that. Like, mm. okay, if you tell me like, okay, Mario, Gal- Mario Galaxy and Mario Kart are different franchises. Okay, but then tell me, okay, an IP can have multiple instances. Like that's a but whole I, different story. I
2: would have thought Metroid Prime was a sequel to like Metro- uh, Super Metroid, like somewhere along the line though. And they're both on the list.
1: Uh <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, a
0: very, a, it's, it's a very, it's a very flawed sem- list.
1: It's
2: a yeah, very
0: subjective semantic. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hypo, but um, I was going to say hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with you, Brody. If someone put uh, a gun to your head and said, you right, have to pick the greatest game of all time,
2: at the moment, <sighs> what would you pick? Oh, it's so subjective, though. Like, it's just what my favorite game of all time is, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's the point. Essentially, yeah, well... You know, I've put a lot of time into Destiny, but, like, in my heart of hearts, I know that's not the greatest game of all time. I'm just addicted to it. Uh, with a gun to my head, I would probably say Super Mario World. The SNES game? Yeah. Interesting. That would be, that'd be my choice.
1: How about you, Matty? Gun I'm to your head? One. Um, Yeah, like Brody said, it would probably come down to my favorite game ever. I think that would be Rollercoach Tycoon 2, probably.
2: <laughs> that's off the wall. I like that. Is that on the top one hundred? Let's have a look. Talk amongst yourselves, please. <laughs> that's that's a
0: very interesting choice, Medi. Um it's out of out of left
1: field, but yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting choice. Yeah, I think I have about six thousand hours over the past fifteen years in that game, so yeah.
2: Did um did Fire Emblem's Fates just come out? Like Fates? Yeah, not, not too long ago, yeah. Yeah, that's that's obviously done very well because it's cracked the top 50. Mm. One of the best 50 games of all time. Of all time? All time. None of the other, Up until this none point. None of the other Fire Emblems made it? No. no. They've got rules, Matthew. They've got rules. One per series. Yeah. They only break
1: them if they... One per series. Unless it's Mario. Or
2: Zelda. <laughs> or or only cra- Yeah, Zelda and Mario. Yeah. They can get away with murder. Yeah. But, but beyond it's Mario. like...
1: No, no, Modern Warfare and, you know, Black Ops are different franchises, okay? And, it's like, of all, the, of, all the,
2: of all the Metal Gear Solid games they chose, they put the Phantom Pain in there, man? No. Yeah, no. Just Snakey there on there, come on. Skyrim's in the top 30. That game's dog shit. Uh, let's move on. I'm getting angry. Well, maybe we will <laughs> have to uh,
0: do our own Press Start, uh, press start Presents. Um, no one wants that, man. You know, no one wants games, that. Games of, you know games of all time but not really <laughs> everyone so. will just get angry at us alright let's let's move on let's let's end let's end the cast on a positive note let's get uh get into you know something that Mehdi's gonna be seriously disadvantaged in cause he's you know on zero uh let's well, get into a true. game of what the wiki Ooh. So, for those of you playing at home, What the Wiki is a game where uh, we originally were reading out uh, video game titles, with the title obviously not read out, uh, and the players have to guess what uh, what game is being read out. They uh, they call out by calling out their name, uh, and then those who guess uh, two out of three win the point, and uh, at the end of the season, you get bragging rights till the next season, so... I think at this stage, Brody's currently winning. I don't know. I think, I think so, maybe. I think we've lost count on who's winning, but I, I have a feeling mm. it was Brody's winning because before that, it was me. So, Brody's <laughs> taken the lead from uh, your your yours truly, the previous champion. Um, <laughs> so, not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. So no, it doesn't uh, sound like it. So, yeah, um, this is Mehdi's chance to jump into the game because I'm pretty sure... Is this your first time
1: playing this year, Mehdi. <laughs> Um, I think I've played twice this year. Like, I ha- I have only been on like five casts this year, <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, now's your now's the chance to try and yeah leapfrog and get into the game. So, so just for clarity, this are, are, season.
2: <laughs> for clarity, are we doing games or characters? No,
0: I think we're I think we're into
2: characters because uh, games is a little bit difficult. So yeah, yeah. Please tell me you're not going to have like god awful like public written character descriptions that no, make no I'm, sense. No, I'm
0: playing the game as it should be played from What the Wiki, so... Right. You know. Do you hear that, Jake? After our... After he's our, he's uh, just shaded you. After our serious uh, Twitter discussion the other day. Um, hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get All Right, it. Meddy are you ready? I'm ready. I like that. That rhymed. Uh, Brody, <laughs> are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Please. Well, gentlemen, here we go this character is immensely strong pure of heart and extremely competitive but de- dedicated to defending the earth from evil first introduced as a young boy this character was originally conceived by creator as a variation of Sun Wukong protagonist of the Chinese novel Journey to the West where he also sprouted a prehensile tale until later Brody Brody oh jeez, I want to
2: say Goku you are correct. Woo! It wasn't until the tale that I had an actual idea yeah. <laughs> like oh shit. I, I kind of va- I, I vaguely twigged at Journey to the West. I'm like, oh, I know what that I is. Was, I was uh, like
0: yeah. I I was reading I re- I read the bit where it says conceived by the creator and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't read that out because that's a dead giveaway." So, yeah, <laughs> inspired by creator. Um, now that that counts because that was that's he's been in video games, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah make sure Makes that. It's dead. Okay. Come on, Medi, You gotta get yourself in the game. Uh, <laughs> okay, this this one this one might be uh, a little bit easier. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yep. yep. Here we go. This character is a blue anthropomorphic hedgehog who has the ability to run. Brody. In- Matty. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> no, Brody.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm so tempted to throw it just to like make it interesting. Oh, I can't. though. I'm too competitive. Is it Sonic,
0: Brody? You are correct. Thank Yay! you. Thank you that you um, applause that unfortunately brings an end to what the wiki. Um, sorry, Matty. Better luck next time. <laughs>
1: I mean, I have one point this entire season, so you
2: know it's not a big loss. <laughs> I like I like Medi's despair when he realized his name was second. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> in
0: in this day and age, we all give out participation trophies anyway, so I'm you know I'm sure you'll get one for for at least trying. Yours so. will come in email. Yeah,
1: hand yeah, delivered. voucher, you know, you print out,
0: hand delivered by <laughs> Shannon um, for the next time he flies over for Gamescom. So. <laughs> That has been episode 113 of the StartCast. Uh, you can subscribe to the StartCast on uh, all the subscribing channels of your choice. We're on Podcast One. Uh, we're on iTunes. I think we're on Podbean. Um, anyway, you know, uh, hit us up and, and listen to the podcast on on your service of choice. Also, don't forget to check out the website, pressstart.com.au, and keep Uh, Updated with all the news on uh, Twitter at press. au on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, I've been your host, Matthew. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ or on Twitter at MVZamari. Come tell me how bad of a job I've done on this podcast. Uh, I've
1: been joined by the wonderful Mehdi. Hello, guys. And if the past is any can give us any lesson I'll hear you guys in about 50 years on the next Starcast <laughs> and we've also been play? joined by Brody yep thank you um,
2: you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG if you can find it it's worth following it that is that it is indeed uh, well
0: thank you for listening uh, it's been fun I've been terrible and uh, happy gaming
2: bye Bye.